Hi there, and welcome to the WorkPrints TV Talk, episode 31. I'm your host, Christian, and today we'll be talking about Glitch Decks, season two. With me today is my good friend and illustrator, Kyle, and today we'll be talking Glitch Decks and stuff, and uh, really why people should check out this series, what's amazing about it. Um, it's kind of like Ghostbusters meets um, Pokemon meets like every video game trope you can imagine in a way that's very faithful. Kyle and I will just get right into it right after the theme song. Welcome to the Workbrand Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and theworkbrand.com. It's funny that you mentioned Ghostbusters because they don't even hide it in the second season. Like, the Ghostbusters alarm plays in the freaking show dude yes i know like they're they've done such a great job with the writing in season two it got so much better i know it's weird because like i when you introduced this to me like i was like all right that sounds cool it's a concept which i i was playing with for my own works uh, for a while but then when seeing it i was like oh okay somebody kind of did this already somebody made an ar you know gaming tribute to like everything you can imagine in the gaming industry right and yeah when I, you I see mean, these yeah. The first season felt a little kind of like a, just an elongated pilot. Like, mm -hmm. it, it definitely set down the universe and everything, but it didn't really get into the meat of the characters until second season. Yeah. It looks like, and it's it you see a lot more deeper character development with all the characters. Uh, even even the, si the characters that you thought were just throwaway side characters. Uh, Bergie? Like, even they he gave him a lot more lines. They and, did. and his partner too, Nick's the yeah, the guy who's like the who, who basically is like the manager of the arcade. Yeah, they actually gave him lines besides, oh, you're just being weird, Bertie. So it's really funny that you said that because Nick's. I thought there was this one episode in the middle of the season, which I thought was a really good homage to um to the who who is it like who's the parasite? It kind of mm. reminded me of uh, Rick and Morty. Uh, the, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the Paradise episode, but like when they mentioned find Nyx, the glitch, my, yeah, when, when, find the glitch. Thank you. When they mentioned Nyx, my first thought was, is that the Mister Poopy butthole of the series? Because I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and like, surely enough, he's like, oh no, I was in these things. And when I saw his clips, I'm like, oh shit, he has been in the show. I just didn't care about him. I think, all. I think, uh, I think Bit is the Mister Poopy butthole of this series. Well, no, Bit Bit plays a cool. Oh, you mean in terms of like the engaging little mascot? Yeah, 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 definitely. definitely. Oh my god, the 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 Bit Prime episode! I loved. I learned so much about the creator. I think during uh, that episode, mm -hmm. especially when Bit transformed into a Tachikoma from Ghost in the Shell. Oh my god! <laughs> it was like I I I connected on so many levels with it. Like, oh my god, this. I need to have a conversation with this creator. I, I yeah, shout out to Dan Milano for making the series because, like, th this has been in development for apparently like six years. They've been working on it since like 2014, and it's it's, it, it's really good. It's coming into its stride. I really hope it gets more seasons because I really want to see where it goes. Yeah, I did not and like, see, um, I did not see that little hook with uh, Zara 
thing into five. That was kind of cool. That was really oh, cool. I was, gonna mention, I was gonna ask you about that a little bit later, but um, yeah, like there, there was so much amazing character development in season two. It's like you, like you said, uh, the first half of season one, because it, it feels like this was one season, but like they broke it into two, two parts. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah, it's... so like the first part was very much here's this world. Let's introduce the concept of the sci-fi themes and the and the video game, like how it integrates with real life society and establish the rules. But this second half. They yeah, they're, out of they're the introducing uh, plot hooks, cliffhangers, yeah, mystery characters. Um, that one the... guy with the mask. Which yeah. I... Oh my god, he reminded me of uh, was it Zero from uh, Borderlands? The guy, yeah, the major guy. Yeah, that's probably it's probably in watch the Zero. Yeah, it has the digi- has the little, like uh, eight bit looking eyes on it. That's the best part about this series is there's so many. I'm homages. calling right now that that mask person is yeah. a girl, and. Um, and I'm definitely going to say that it's definitely going to be some kind of uh, competing love interest with Zara. Maybe we'll see. Like, because cause... they hinted that little thing that that uh, that they said they had the exactly same opinion about that cat game. Ah, interesting. But yeah. so that you you don't think that there isn't a love interest between uh, Five and Miko? <laughs> I, I think that's a little. Too, I think. Usually I would say yes, but I feel like that's a little too obvious. Yeah, there's a lot of shippers in this series, and I think the the showrunner actually said that uh, they're not looking into that. They want to show, like, a female-male partnership that isn't, like, romantic. I think so. You can tell that, like, uh, that I think that's where they're going. That Miko thinks he's he's sweet and everything, but I don't think that Five is Miko's type. Yeah, he's squishy, and she's badass. Yeah. Uh, I, I think... Miko is one of the best female leads in a, in a like a, a a cartoon in a while. No, absolutely. Um, she's very amazing at gaming. Um, shout out to uh, like a lot of the, the writers and creators. I know Ashley Birch actually writes a lot of the episodes apparently too, which is fucking incredible. Like that, oh, wow. that lady does so much between the voice acting and like the writing and like the original content like i used yeah, to she's love done her. a ton since uh the days that she was doing uh, doing all those videos for hey ash what you doing yeah yeah i know it, that's fucking it's so cool um yeah so yeah like me like you said miko kind of reminds me of hey, Ashley, ash, what's, playing? what's up it was hey ash what you're playing that's yeah 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 but she did like comedy bits with her brother and yeah, video yeah. games and stuff who yeah, actually like, i think her brother wrote borderlands two or three if i'm not um I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. But yeah, uh, this series definitely is uh, showing a lot more depth. They're showing like uh, cliffhangers to a deeper story uh, within the company that they work for. They're, uh, I don't know, it's, it's, it's showing that the glitches are getting a lot more threatening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, I think they definitely step up the writing in season two. They also expanded on like all the characters, their motivations, their their backstories, which is something really. Oh cool. yeah. Because I think Miko had a good amount of development in season one between her ton, yeah. sisters, but I think now they're developing everyone. Surprisingly, it's only it's taken like the second half of the season to really develop five and his his story. They they hinted a little bit at it it's in episode two with his father being some allegedly famous programmer turned, like, good hacker or some sort. Yeah, he was, like, a white ha- white ha- hacker that still, went, like, that still went to jail anyway. Because, like, what he did wasn't necessarily horrible, but it was still technically illegal, and that's why he's in jail. And it's cool, because, like, I, I can't believe I'm going to make this comparison, because it's still early, but, like, I, I see these types of developing 
storylines, these little hints at bigger themes and, and things to come in shows like Adventure Time and Steven Universe. And I know this is going to sound crazy, but like, I think Glitch Text honestly has all the elements to become the next that show. Between, like, the amazing world building that's really well constructed, the animation, which is fantastic, the acting. If they I handle it right it... moving forward, I, I, I think I think you might be right. Mm-hmm. Um, it also reminds me of another series that also got really a pretty deep story. It was actually a pretty uh, interesting animated series. It, didn't, it wasn't popular over here in America because it was actually released in Canada. Mm-hmm. It was another series, I think I'll, I'll show you another time, called Detention Air that it mm-hmm. reminds me of a lot. Cool. Uh, no way. Just out of curiosity. Like, is it the animation style? Is it the, the animation style is kind of similar. Um, the way that the characters are developed, like the how the story gets kind of light at the beginning, where it's just it seems kind of innocuous, and then it gets it gets a lot deeper and a lot crazier the more uh, the farther you go on in the show. Mm-hmm. But it's still geared toward a younger audience, just like this is. But still has enough for uh, older older uh, watchers as well. So I like that you brought that up because I think the biggest hook about this show, besides the fact that it, it absolutely is pandered towards a young audience, because oh yeah, yeah. super uh, YA, like very young friendly, and just just teens going on adventures and stopping stopping glitches, these technical you know video game glitch monster things. Um, but, but like the biggest thing I think for the series is the video game references and it's coming oh, yeah. back to gaming. Um, what were some of the uh, the video game moments in the series, either from the first half or, or season two, uh, that you just absolutely fell in love with and were like, oh my god, I can't believe they did that. I did appreciate uh, the, the the episode they were talking about that give five more of a backstory, that they were referencing the old games that were the precursors to all the mobile games and yeah. uh, like super uh, addictive uh, games that are uh, and super popular games that are, that are around now. It started with Pong, and yeah. honestly, as an old like when I grew up, when I, the first games I played were on an original uh, Atari. I played Pong. I played Tanks. Bat, like I played the original Frogger, uh, Pitfall. Uh, was it Reactor? Uh, all those like things it were just. It was just a. You just had a handle and a stick, and if you screwed up, it's a reset, and the game was. It's, you weren't fit, waiting fifteen minutes for the game to reload because it was just a couple pixels. <laughs> and it's great because that that episode they're chasing the, the single pixel, which is the pong ball. <laughs> oh yeah, even back, even I remember like they were not exaggerating how fast that freaking pixel could move. Yeah. Oh my god. Dude, like that's what I, that's what I'm talking about though. Like the only thing I've seen that did something this similar of a, a video game love was Ready Player One. But the thing that I think a lot of people neglect about Ready Player One is that was dedicated to like the '80s era of gaming, and it tied together really well with the story. What it makes Glitch Tech different is like it's dedicated to gaming on the whole, like the entire history. Yeah, of from the beginning to now. Yeah, and and they incorporate the actual fucking game, which is fucking cool. Because because oh, yeah. In, yeah, in the in Ready Player One, for the most part, all those things that they emulate are, are a mix of '80s gaming, arcade games, and then of course World of Warcraft. But in this, they they tribute everything from like Mega Man to MOBAs. There's so many MOBA references, and as a MOBA player, I'm just like, whoa! I didn't think anybody would actually do something like this. It's so freaking awesome, honestly. Yeah, I agree. Um, it it showed a lot more of the actual. Uh, ex- experience that you can get from the gameplay mm-hmm. and, the, and the camaraderie you get with because uh, it really it, it focused on interactions between people while they're gaming. Because a lot of the people that didn't grow up with video games that they always judge the crowd who did that they always saw people as gamers who are anti-social 
uh, people who had no friends. And, like, it, it couldn't be farther from the truth. Like, there's a whole community that I've, I have friends who uh, who have lasted uh, going on 10 years. I've never met them in person, but I've had tons <laughs> of awesome conversations with them. I have tons of great moments with them. I have tons of memories with them. You can yeah. have that through vi- because of video games and how like, how they've come now. A thousand percent. I have a friend who I've never actually met in person, but she and I have been gaming for uh, since 2000, I think 2007, 2008. And it's crazy because like, we've known each other because we, we play, I think, some like silly uh phone app games together but like yeah like we carry if you're ever listening to this say uh hi uh <laughs> but we yeah we've, we've been gaming via you know online gaming for forever and there is a community and a place for it like we, we created our own little group within the game we were playing and then we did another group afterwards because yeah. yeah you're right you do you do meet people there gaming has become part of like uh, the community the industry and like and in terms of socialization in terms of culture and it's really cool that there's finally a show that very much like embraced that and, and made it all about the gamers and, and stuff. And it references like, and it, it gaming transcends age, just like this show. Like any, just about anybody of any age could watch this show. Yeah. If you were, if you're a gamer at any point that you, that this will, you'll find something that you'll like in this, like gaming transcends age in which you can make friendships through any age. Like I, I've had, I've, I know I'm friends with people online who are twice my age. I mean, I'm going, I'm, I've already broken the 30 barrier and I've, I've played with people who are like pushing 64. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I've played Pokemon Go religiously when it came out, uh, or like the first two years roughly. And uh, I met people like in their 60s, 70s. Like I, I've made, I befriended so many people to that community and playing augmented reality, which is why I love glitch text because augmented yeah. reality is like something I've been wanting to do for so long. And they did it perfectly. Like everything I was trying to do as a writer in terms of like an AR story, I think glitch text nailed out of the park. Like now oh, I'm just yeah, like, absolutely. Okay, at least somebody did a good job with it. You know, I'm, I'm very yeah. happy about that. Um, three particular references I'm just going to shout out because I just thought they were incredible. The Castlevania episode in yes. the first season. Oh my god, that was brilliant, and it was it was such an homage to the original cast. I mean, anyone who's played them and the little two dimensional thing. That's the thing too. Not only is it three D games, but they do two two dimensional games like platformers and stuff too, like which are crazy. Perfect timing with that with the uh, Castlevania series coming out. Yeah, and dude, Ali is just Yoshi. Am I, am I wrong about this? Because like the eating the thing and then getting Ali the power is up. Yoshi combined with a chocobo. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Brilliant. That's what. That's that's literally what she is. Yeah, it's so, so brilliant. Uh, okay, uh, two more uh, references. Um, Five Nights at Freddy's <laughs> this season. Yeah. I did not expect that episode. Well, it was a it was a big phenomenon. I'm not surprised that they uh, that they went through it. It was they they went through they're trying to find a genre that is profoundly well scary. I mean, there's well, a lot of scary games, but that one like affected everybody. It did, and it's funny because like I think this came out or that came out around the time that they started, I think, writing and creating the series and pitching it. So like they must have written that I think later in in the development Probably. process. But the point is, is like I never thought that somebody could do a Five Nights at Freddy's friendly kitty version, but they did. Are you kidding me? Those robot like if you, anybody who's been to Chuck E. Cheese knows those robots are fucking terrifying. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then uh, last one. Um, there's so many to pick. Uh, I'm just gonna say Pokemon, like even though it doesn't really. I was count gonna say the DDR Kaiju Battle game. Those were cool. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. That was a that was a really awesome crescendo to the uh, to the series. Yeah, for me, I just like the uh, the mon- the monster summoning and then pulling back. I'm just like, hey, that that's very much just the Pokeball is what your your gauntlet thing. Is. Very much. Yeah. Yeah.
So, uh, yeah, the, the, the video gaming's amazing. Uh, the writing, as we mentioned, is, has been phenomenal. The, the acting's phenomenal, too. Um, the weird thing is, is there aren't too many, like, huge, like, standout, like, oh, my God, uh, voice actors in this. I think Felicia Day's voiced a couple characters here and there. I think she was the, uh, the pet handler and like, towards the back end of season one. That was an interesting episode. Yeah. I, I wish yeah. they had shown more of uh, Five's mecha buddy. I mean, they showed him in that, in that kaiju uh, battle episode, but yeah, I think they're gonna bring him back because he he's Probably, a boss. Yeah. Who's he? Who's he based off of? Do you think in video gaming? Uh, he looks like a combination just from his style. It looks like a combination of like Master Chief mm-hmm. and like just like a weird gorilla bot. I'm not sure really sure exactly. I definitely saw the Master Chief reference. I, I'm not sure who else, but like it, it, the weird thing is, is like when I saw it, I'm like, I, I know this from somewhere. Like, there is one game that I could. I don't know if the uh, creators played this. Uh, There's a game uh, that came out for a bunch of consoles called Recore back in the day, uh, oh, okay. like a couple of years ago, where uh, you had different robots, that, uh, little robot buddies that fell in. And there was a big bulky one. I don't Maybe know it's if, if it's a reference that. to that game because that's a really that's an out of uh, that's. Uh, uh, out there reference but not I mean, they, a ton of people played it yeah i mean they, they, they do their, they do their diligent homework in this series it seems like mm-hmm. there, there are so many references to like everything I'm like my god um yeah uh fa- favorite did you have a favorite episode in the series uh from season two we'll, we'll stick Ooh. to season two because um, like, so far it's most of it's fantastic like yeah. there were some episodes in season one which i wasn't too crazy about but season two has just been the only episode i wasn't crazy about was the find the glitch episode actually because i that's because i'm just not a fan of clip shows see i i was gonna that's weird that you say that because i was gonna say that's one of my favorites because i like i i I don't not a fan of those kind of episodes in anime either it just feels like recap episodes well it also saves money in production and to make yeah and i agree like there's there's a use for it yeah, they have they they made uh, season two ten episodes as compared to nine, so that kind of makes up for it a little bit. But yeah. um, but yeah, like I I like that one because it showed a lot of character, like how how far we've come along in the series. I think it would have been stronger though if that was if that was um a recap episode in a full what nineteen episode season um, as compared to it being like the middle episode of season two, which is like ten episodes. But um, but yeah, um. I gotta say, my favorite was the tentacle monster one with the uh, the zombies because I yeah that was really but, good yeah yeah the the little that the was like zombies. one of the a lot of the the action and like the camera angles in that were really dynamic I yeah. really I really loved following the view like the view of the camera like during that episode a lot mm-hmm. and it was the most I think it was one of the most action packed like I mean this whole series is action packed honestly no that this, episode you're right that was, was a lot like that was everybody fighting that was like. <laughs> With the, of awesome of the, fight, uh, yeah, with the exception of yeah, with the exception of the episode I just watched, um, which was like I think the two glitch tech teams combining to to battle together. Right, um, right. The um, that episode I think had the most action. More importantly, it showed Mitch as a three dimensional character who used to be a nice person before he became a complete douche. And uh, what they also it? changed his st- his whole character um, model. Like yeah, in that last episode out of nowhere, I didn't understand that. Yeah, like it, it was kind of just. I don't know. I think they're just playing around with the different art and stuff, which is cool. I like that. Um, but then, uh, more than anything, I think that's when you see Five finally step up as like de facto leader. It's not oh, yeah. official. You still see Mitch taking the reins because he's the top player, kill stealer person. But like, um, well, they also kind of explain uh, how he stayed up there the entire time. Yeah, he's that, just like because of taking care of his uh, cleaning up his family's mess. He also was exp farming. Yeah. his own freaking house. Of course you're going to stay at the top leaderboard. 
Yeah. But like uh, for it, it was cool in, in that episode in particular because he redeems himself. He comes back and saves the crew and stuff. Yeah. Like season two sees a lot of Mitch developing as a character and redeeming himself. He's not just this whiny little like alpha dog Reaper, person as they would use yeah and then he even lets um what's her name get uh, go through who's, who's a huge character in this season oh ridley yes thank you ridley yeah he lets but he lets ridley go bonus points for really the uh the ridley uh reference on that name oh because of uh metroid oh metroid yeah yeah but yeah no i i think uh they'll do some interesting uh development with that character in the series moving forward i'm, I'm excited to see uh everything moving forward with this series yeah yeah same here i, I do want to see what ridley does because she seems like the outside rogue of the group she so doesn't like, seem she kind like of... a villain but she doesn't seem like a, a complete friend yet uh, like well i like to see how that character moves forward she's the anti-hero that she's definitely that. helping uh mitch right now because you saw that little that little hint in his uh his family episode yeah, yeah, it's really cool. And also, uh, what is it? Also voiced by Ashley Birch, who writes again for the show. So, <laughs> yeah. like, she she does a lot for this, which is really cool. I'm happy for her. Me too. Yeah. Um. All right. So we talked about favorite things. We talked about character developments. We've talked like. All right. So if we we ha- we'll do one last thing. If you had to pitch the series to somebody who hasn't seen it before, what would you say to recommend it to a friend? And then we'll do final thoughts, and then we'll call it a podcast. Woo. Okay, I'd say that this is the first ga- this is the first series or any kind of uh, show that or like I wouldn't really put it as a movie as well, but um, that actually I think characterizes ga- gamers and like the gaming experience and like community uh, properly uh, that in I, I probably ever. Uh, I think that whenever uh, your uh, any other studio has tried to tackle the gamer culture kind of movie, like they always do it almost a little out of touch. And I think this one just does it really, really well. And it represents uh, a community of people that, that hasn't really been re- represented very well in media until now. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, my, my recommendation is pretty much just piggybacking off what Kyle said. Um, my biggest issue with, again, Ready Player One, I keep making that com- comparison because it's going to happen inevitably because it's the only thing that's tried doing something similar. Yeah. Um, well, Ready Player One is more VR than AR. This is very much more AR than VR, but this is also animated, so it's a little easier to get away with things. Um, but that said, I think the issue I had with Ready Player One, the movie, was there was a lot of references in the sense of you know, these are what we could have got, what they got rights to show in the in actual film. So it's like a lot of Spielberg's work, a lot of weird things in the 80s. But like in the process of all of that, they lost the point, which was the arcade gaming. And the reason for the 1980s being so important, being um, Halliday, uh, the, the main person, Willy Wonka figure that they're following, uh, his obsession with that era and the billions of dollars that were tied to it. So like, yeah, it became natural for it to become a thing of pop culture, like for young to learn. But they, you kind of lose that in the film. And more importantly, you lose the sense of gaming, and it's less it's less uh, reference to gaming as much as it is just here's a cool pop reference, pop culture reference. Insert here. It's kind of like the a uh, lot of them, yeah. Yeah, it's it's the um, uh, Big Bang Theory approach to comedy, uh, which you know some people like that stuff, but me personally, I I'm, I wasn't like hey, hit reference here. Yes, exactly. And the Family Guy cutaway uh, formula. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that said, right? Uh, that aside. What, what's great about Glitch Text is if you if you like video games and you like video game history, this is the show for you. Like regardless of the fact that it's you know it's about it's for kids and it shows really diverse characters with all these different types of representation. Like minus the fact that as a story it's already good, 
it's really just about the gaming. Like it's it's just incredible how much they can capture the spirit of these games. And like, it's just reenacting those moments, man, of, of the final kill shot of the working together as a team, as of like assembling in a video game and like all these different contexts that make it so excitement of beating that boss that took like, made you want to pull your hair out exactly or like hitting the critical weakness points in like different areas uh using your your friend in a co-op like oh yeah yeah like that that's that's really what the the spirit of glitch text is very much the spirit of what it's like to play a game with friends which is Mm -hmm. i think that's really the biggest selling point like if if you like video games you should really watch the series agreed totally yeah all right um so yeah that's kind of that's kind of it. F- uh, final thoughts, I guess, since that was our pitch. <laughs> uh, I think that it's definitely worth a watch, and it's definitely worth uh, Netflix st- uh, keeping on for a while. Yeah. Uh, for me, um, I know how hard it is to get these things developed as a screenwriter myself, um, who doesn't have any really big things to my name yet. yet. But um, it seems like this show has been trying to get developed for a while. And, like, it, it took six years to finally get it out there fully from, like, the pitch phase to the final product phase. And there's a lot of steps in the process. And, like, from, for, the, for what we got in these 19 episodes, I thought hit it out of the park. And I, I really hope that the show gets the recognition and the attention that it, it deserves because it was worked on really, really well. Um, that said, for anyone listening to this podcast, for anyone tuning in, even for a brief second, even if you're just skipping towards the end or the beginning, please, uh, not even for my sake, but for the show's sake, uh, watch glitch text. Tell it to your friends. Spread spread the word because like this this show deserves more than a, multiple seasons. It, it deserves more uh, press and publicity than it's getting. Unfortunately, I think right now it's kind of struggling in that sense. So like, please just just watch it. You don't even have to. I'm not even gonna plug the work print for once. Just 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 go watch glitch text. <laughs> Do me yeah. a favor you if you're my friend. Or, yeah, or definitely yeah, worth it. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. Uh, yeah, and that's it. Um. This has been uh, TV Talk episode 31. I'm your host, Christian. With me is the lovely Kyle. And uh, Kyle and I do a comic book called Fear the Boogeyman. We're still in the development phase, but when it's out, please check it out. And then you can check out all my articles and stuff on the work prints. And uh, more, actually, which I'll uh, share more news about on uh, Christian Angelus Writer on Facebook. That's my uh, my writing hashtag. Or you can follow me on XN underscore Angelus on Twitter. Uh, Kyle, (laughs) do you have anything you want to plug or promote or... Um, definitely look, uh, look forward to our comic. It's going to be some definitely different and definitely, uh, enjoyable to, to most people. Um, I don't really, I'm not really big on uh, social media, but uh, I'll work on that. Uh, otherwise <laughs> it's, I, I had really enjoyed talking about this series. Yeah, dude, thanks for doing this and for introducing me to the series. Cause like, when oh, you yeah, said man. this, I was like, Oh, Hey. This looks pretty cool. But oh, right like, when like, I saw the AR uh, AR stuff, I'm like, I need to tell Christian. I need to tell him now. Yeah, no, and I I, I appreciate it, man. Like this this was really cool, and like I'm still I'm still gonna work on that novel. Um, you know, even though it, it's gonna you know it's not gonna use the same things because Glitch Tech took really all the cool things they are that you could do uh, to a next level. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely uh, check all the things out. And uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for listening, folks. Yeah. <laughs>